So are we gonna, are we going to speculate on why it's called home again? Um. Well, we? he wanted to fuck with people um a little <laughs> bit and like be like, oh, are the peacocks coming back? Exiles like, Riders? Like, no. In the episode, while I was live tweeting, someone was like, where are the peacocks? And I was like, dude, you're so far behind. (laughs) I want to believe in UFOs and flying saucers and ETs. The government conspiracies, but I've seen none of the above. If I did, I think I probably would run a million miles. Lose my little mind. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome along to another episode of X-Files Talk X-Files, the only podcast that knows most bureaucratic bullies are armless enough. <laughs> but um, sh- that was good. I spent a whole five seconds on that. I felt it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Hi, everybody. This is David, and I am joined by Jessa and Roy from xfiles.news. Hello. Hello. And this is the first revival podcast since that you guys have been on. So yes. I have to ask, what? do you think of the revival so far and Roy I think this is the first episode that you didn't get to see ahead of everybody else yes that's true because I wasn't in LA um, and so I watched it and live tweeted it at the same time which is a little difficult but I knew it was going to happen so it was okay um, I've been really enjoying it I think probably because of the emotional arc that Home Again is my favorite and will probably remain my favorite but we'll see how my struggle too goes. Um, but I've been really enjoying it. You know, there's a couple things where, you know, I think this or that could have been better and you can like go back and forth over it, but we got six new episodes. So I'm like pretty happy with that. <laughs> um, but on the whole, like I've been enjoying having Mulder and Skelly back, seeing them on billboards on the way to work and, you know, getting back into the old X-Files kind of. So It's been kind um, of amazing how it, even though it's just six episodes, it's kind of permeated into pop culture once again. And there's yes. different newspapers and magazines just running all sorts of articles that have got nothing to do with the show, but they will yeah. somehow find a tenuous connection to X Files so that they can put <laughs> up a picture of Mulder and Scully in their Facebook feeds so that people yeah. click on it. It's so fantastic. It is. <laughs> Jessa, what, what are you thinking of the revival so far? <clears throat> I love it. And um, I love, first and foremost, well, not first, I love that they kept the opening theme the same. That to me, like, every time I watch an episode, like, all four times, um, that um, I watch and the old credits are there, it just makes me smile. And so I love that. Um, But I love that they brought back some of the, kind of the violence and gore. Yeah. <laughs> like the really creepy and like oh, you know kind of moments yeah. um, like when, when in Founder's Mutation when he takes like the letter opener he just jabs it into his yeah <laughs> I was just like what like you know you look over and you're like did that just happen and you're like that was kind of cool <laughs> so like um, I love that that's back you know and, and then in Home Again you know it was just like you know like 
finish him. I don't know. So, um, I just love the, <laughs> I just love the descriptions you give him. That's what <laughs> anyway, long story short, I love that they brought back some of that fear and gore and you know creepiness. I love. I I really do. So, I've I've been enjoying it. Awesome. I can't believe that it's almost over, but we're not going to dwell on that. Oh my god. Stop. Um, and, and, and more worryingly, the next two are both Chris Carter ones, so we'll see how that goes. But based on the four that we've seen so far, I'm just kind of curious what kind of ranking you would put them in, in terms of your personal favourites. Oh gosh. Uh, um, so I'm like... <laughs> It, uh, I'm, and, you know, I'm not going to keep I'm not going to tie you to this or anything but just kind of give me a vague <laughs> like, you can never change your or, mind. Or give me what, what is your favorite one of the four so far and your least favorite homie in for me because Jillian Anderson <laughs> so really like, I, know it's, I know it's a TV show but could we give her an Oscar anyway because it was amazing <laughs> um, I think like it just has a lot of weight to it and so do like the flashbacks and like founders mutations not flashbacks like AU, whatever you call We need to come up with like a, a cohesive term for them. Um, Orange Sky. And, yeah, yeah. Orange Sky, Sky World. They just like added like orange to it. It was like when TV shows need to set something in Mexico, they make it yellow and they just made it orange. Um, Someone um, discovered like Instagram filters. <laughs> James Wong. <Sorry>, <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Like it's hard to say because I mean like. My struggle, I had to accomplish so much. I really had to, like, set stuff up, you know, so you don't get as much of a progression in some areas. But, like, here we are back in the FBI, so there's some really great Mulder and Scully interaction there. And and the Wear Monster is funny. Oh, it's, like, difficult. We'll just yeah. say that, like, my favorite is, like, home again and, like, not go beyond that because we don't need this podcast to be that long, so. <laughs> um, I... I actually have to agree with Roy. I can say that Home Again is my favorite. And then it, we just spend the rest of the podcast yeah, debating back and forth. <laughs> well, Jess and I are the same person. Like, I guess I want to, like, if you, like, if you made me, I would almost lean towards my struggle only because, like, kind of Roy said, there was so much happening and then it dragged in some places. And it was just, but it was so, like, so much packed into one hour. So, um, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know. But I liked it. I don't know. It's, let's move on. <laughs> well, let's go. I'm glad that you both like this one since we're going to be talking about it for the next 30 minutes to an hour. So, that's good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no pressure. We haven't got to talk for an hour. But uh, it, it's nice to know that we all like this one. It's open. Yes. Indeed. Yeah, because you, what, you weren't a fan of last week's, right? I, I was. <laughs> Wait, or like, who wasn't a fan, or um, someone's not a fan, I'm, I'm and you disagree? I'm not sure if Garrett was particularly the biggest fan. <laughs> okay, I haven't listened yet, but I heard. There yeah, was some I could, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think, I think that Weird Monster is probably my favorite so far, but this is actually a kind of a close second. Actually, I think. I Where Monster was really enjoyable. Yeah, that was really yeah. The, like emotional, you just can't get the same type of like emotional arc in something like that. So I think it like that's it doesn't like lose me there. Like I loved the episode; it was amazing. But like if I had to go in one direction, it's like the emotional arc one will get me. So home again. 
It's my background on my phone. And my I computer. also have to say, um, before we start jumping into the episode, um, watching the earlier seasons during this whole rewatch, um, sometimes I notice, and I say this lovingly, Mulder was sometimes a dick. <laughs> yeah, fairly yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. And, like, I didn't realize kind of how much until <laughs> watching it older. I mean, like, he's still, you know, he's number one guy, but um, he can be kind of a jerk a lot. So, um... Number one guy. I just used, like, a foam <laughs> finger, like, Skelly, like, holding I it. I did. Like, I actually did back. have my thumb up, even though no one can see me. Um, but... But in this episode, he, like, he is straight up Oh, her touchstone. I just thought of that. Her constant, her <laughs> touchstone. Because um, yeah. when, like, oh, my God, when I saw them bringing the cart, you know, with the yellow sheet oh to take her mom away, oh. it's just, like, she's getting, like, ready to do her scully, like, no, I'll order you around. And he just, like, straight up grabs her, and he's like, nope, nope, like, uses logic and grabs her and, like, just totally does the work for her and, like, and when she when she's like, I need to work, and he's like, you, you shitting me, woman? Like, take a break. Um, and she won't listen. And when he watches her walk out, like, oh, David Duchovny, like, right, like, stabbing me in the heart when he, like, watches her walk out of that hospital. So, oh. Anyway. But, like, oh, the flashbacks, like, were really poignant. and Oh, yeah, like, way to rub it in. I didn't even know that was coming. And I was like, la di da di god damn it. That is kind of, you're just like, wow. Like, Scully remembers that from her coma, and that's what she's thinking about right now, like, right in the feels. Oh, and, yeah, and that was really awesome when she talked about, um, like Maggie living well and how like they had discussed it after her coma and I was like wow we're really like going back yes, I, yeah I had thoughts like that too like wow we're really doing this huh yeah mm-hmm. so, and then before okay and then one other thing that line we all know what that line is when Mulder's like I invented it I just like fell out of my chair oh my gosh that was a really good and they're just sit, like First of all, like, totally off topic, Scully needs another button on her blouse, like, to be professional. I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm guessing I'm it's the same wardrobe department that did Mulder's time yes. in last week's episode. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, it, it was they just, like, They did another couple of inches Scully. on the bottom. Yeah. Um, but, like, <gasps> you know, What? Hmm? Sorry. Do you think, like, what? maybe what happened um, with Simon's eye closure, you know, when Skinner knocks on the door? Oh, that would have been really funny if, like, Skinner knocked on um, Scully's oh, door. Oh, did the same thing again? Um, that would be, oh, oh, maybe that'd be really good. Yeah, I bet he did. Anyway, we'll stop writing things, but um, <laughs> we're not even sure where we are we're anymore. We're spiraling, we're spiraling. Well, uh, we, we, we started the episode discussion, so, I mean, let, let's... <laughs> Let's keep it up and we will come back. We're actually going to do the listener question at the end this week, just to show Sorry, you Sorry, listener. Up. Okay. You're going to have to listen all the way through now. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So. so. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Home Game. So, written and directed by Glenn Morgan. And, um, as I said already, I think this is probably a close second for me so far in terms of favourites in this revival. Um, 
And I've got to reorder my notes now because we're skipping the listener question, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so this episode, you know, I didn't really know what to expect other than we knew it was going to have something to do with Maggie and there was going to be some emotional side to this one. Um, some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, cool. and so watching the episode the first time and I, I admit the first time I watched it it was late at night and it, I was really really tired so I have rewatched it a couple more times since um, and it just kind of struck me of sort of like the balancing act that we've got between these two stories between this monster of the week trash man thing going on and then the whole emotional thing of Scully's mother uh, on her deathbed mm-hmm. and the more I've watched it the more the balancing act works for me mm-hmm. um and you know we'll get we'll get on to this in terms of the whole shuffling of the order of the episodes yeah um but, but i actually quite like it coming after we're monster in a way because last week's episode you know was very much for the fans and it was referencing all these old episodes and stuff mm. and it really felt like a classic kind of exile episode but in a totally obvious sort of way. You know, yeah. it was easy for people to kind of look and go, aha, you know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a walk down X-Files memory lane, it felt yeah. like. And this episode yeah. is as well. I mean, you've already talked about, you know, we have quite a few flashbacks in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can imagine watching this one after my struggle and think, okay, this really is the montage files. Um <laughs> But this one kind of does the same thing as We're Monster in that it's very sort of referential of yeah. past episodes. And I was talking to some people kind of talking about what kind of season does, does different episodes kind of feel like. And somebody said that We're Monster felt like season five and that this episode really felt like season two. And the first time yeah. I watched it, I thought this, it did have a very much season one or season two sort of vibe that... Rewatching it, there's moments that kind of pulls from all over the history of the show. I mean, the teaser, for me, it kind of feels a little bit like Squeeze, but it kind of feels like something that could have come out of season eight. And um, the whole downtown death montage bit <laughs> kind of feels like it could be from season four or season five. Yeah. There's some season three kind of vibes in there. And just the amount of specific episodes which are referenced in some sort of way, you know, not, not explicitly, but... Um, you know, there's kind of nods to Arcadia and Caddish, Grotesque, Jersey Devil, Squeeze, Home, Postmodern Prometheus uh, going on here, plus the actual clips from One Breath and Essence Existence and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually quite like this episode. It's growing on me. Um, we obviously have two episodes left to go, but right now, this, you know, Weird Monster is definitely number one. This is definitely number two for me, I think. Um, and I just want to put one comment that um, somebody has said to me online. And this is from Jeremy Blackman, who you may recognize that name. He's done some listener questions for us in the past. Uh, mm. One of his comments was, I'd be hard-pressed to defend this episode against criticism. I'm not sure it holds up to scrutiny of any kind. Um, I, th- I think that Jeremy actually liked the episode, but acknowledged that. And it makes me happy that I have you two on the podcast today, and we don't have Garrett <laughs> who picked apart We're Monster last week. So at least we can all enjoy this episode and ignore its shortcomings. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, well, um, 
some people have probably read this, um, that Glenn had kind of like two separate stories in mind. And when they kind of went down to six episodes, because at some point they're considering more, um, he was kind of like forced to put like his Maggie episode with like his, his you know, X-File case, basically. Yeah. And, um, uh, if you haven't read Avi's review on X-Files News, go ahead and read that because there's yeah. a lot of these comments from Glenn is interspersed in her review. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some really good stuff. Um, it was like a really great interview with Glenn. Um, and yeah, he offers some really, really great insight. Um, so yeah, anyone who hasn't seen it, you know, you should be able to find it uh, on XFN. You can always just ask us on Twitter um, if you have trouble digging it up. But um, yeah, it's there's some really good stuff there. So. Yeah, one of the things that he did um, mention was that he wasn't really in favor of the shuffling of the episode order. Because this yes. was supposed to be episode two, so it should have gone My Struggle, Home Again, mm-hmm. Weir Monster, um, and then I think it was actually Babylon, and then, then Founders, Founders Mutation. Mutation. Founders Mutation was originally billed as number five, so yeah, but there, there's there been like some, because I mean the date in um, Home Again on the posters at the beginning of the episode, it, it was the day it aired. It was like February eighth, right? Yeah, um, yeah. twenty sixteen. So there's, I'm not even sure how yeah, it happened. It is twenty sixteen. Um, I can promise you that. Um, but yeah, it definitely um, because they're kind of Mulder's like emotional arc with William kind of flips a little bit um, because of the switch um, and some of the more like relevant stuff be- to being home again as in the FBI and getting reintroduced to the FBI had to be cut out a little bit um, but you know Mulder kind of at the end Scully has her her say about William and her mom and stuff like that but Mulder doesn't really quite answer and the way it was supposed to be is that in Founders Mutation is that he does answer her when she starts talking about William and he has something to say and he's confronting it so um I mean, I, I don't really see it as, like, him, like, backsliding, but, like, originally it was supposed to be the other way around, so. I mean, you can see how it would work better the way that it was originally intended, and it'd be interesting yeah. to go back once we've had all six and watch them in the original order, because mm-hmm. not just the William storyline, but also the whole Mulder kind of doubting everything, because in my struggle, yeah. you know, the conspiracy that he's been obsessed with for three decades it all kind of it doesn't fall apart because it, it that is part of the new conspiracy but um you know that wasn't the end game sort of thing so you have that element going on in my struggle and then in weir monster it's all about well do all these freaky things actually exist and you know was i just being stupid all those years there's moments in this episode where he's on that same trajectory um because there's a bit where he meets the trash man, he's telling him about the Tibetan fort monster, and Mulder's just kind of like, well, that's ridiculous. That's, yeah, you know, that doesn't even fall in line with the philosophy sort of thing. And I'm just sitting there going, didn't you fight a shit monster in Arcadia, which is a <laughs> Tibetan fort form <gasps> thing? Yeah. Yes. So, yes. I, c- I could see it fitting monster. in there. Really yeah, I mean, exactly. it came from the zoo, but there was, like, trash, too. So. But... But even more obviously than that is, like, Mulder has a cold again now. He was fine the last two episodes, and now he sounds bunged up once again. So it's obviously that Vancouver climate. He's just having to catch two colds. 
<laughs> yeah, having a bad year. That's all. Because it's like he was in Philly, and there was a lot of green in Philadelphia for February. Um, I guess that's what happens when you just sleep in a speedo. You know, you're gonna get a chill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I'm just going to run down through some notes that I made while watching it on my second watch of this episode. Um, and I think we've got to start with the whole William thing. So it, it it's getting pretty obvious to me that William is kind of the common thread for this season. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares with that idea? Uh, which, 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 I know, I know people... <laughs> <laughs> which I, I'm yeah. not 100% behind because that never really worked for me in the first place and the end of if the episode you William, one of your children you would understand if you had to ship them off to like a farm in wyoming via fedex i no, i mean i i get the emotional side of stuff but i always took william as they were kind of like realizing that scully having a baby was kind of a misstep for the show and they just wanted to sweep that under the carpet and be done with it and it, it, it never made sense to me that she gave up William at the end when Spender has now cured him of his powers. Yeah, I never got that either. So we, we have two seasons where she's trying to protect her, but well, yeah, we have two seasons where she's trying to protect this kid, and then suddenly everything is okay, and that's when she decides she wants to get rid of him. Stop. <laughs> so, yeah. so, um,. Well, it was, it was just like a culmination of everything. You know, she had been trying to protect him and didn't. kept unsuccessfully protecting him. And I, I don't know. And I don't know. <laughs> but, um, like, it's, this is just going to be, like, Scully's, like, end-all, be-all. It's, like, the son that she gave. Like, it will, he's, like, her, like, Mulder has Samantha, Scully has William. Like, that's what it's going to be for her. And it's just going to be, like... The common thread and we'll see kind of what happens in like the last mythology episode and then I, that will probably... i think they're dropping some pretty heavy hints that we are going to meet william see, in some shape yeah. or form um, there's a couple notes on that the first one is that chris has said multiple times that william's not going to appear which could be true he could also be lying because he is like a deceitful horrible person sometimes <laughs> that we've had to suffer through but most of the time we love him but um, he could just be, you know, playing us because they did that. You know, remember I want to believe with like the werewolf head, and yes. you know they they were constantly. I mean, some of it was bad, but like some of the times, like they were really messing with people. So he could just be doing that. I'd also well, like he still lies about the whole platonic relationship. So I mean, he wasn't trying to lie about it. He was just. He also doesn't realize that Mulder and Scully <laughs> met in 1992, not 1993. Um, so like, it he really. Someone asked him about it recently. He was like, "I have no response for you," um, but. I put together like X-Files drinking game rules a while back and there was like a one sip category, a two sip category, and then like you finish the drink category, kind of like your standard, you know, there's like not really a lot in the finish the drink category because I didn't want to kill people. But then I created like another category, which is like take the bottle and chug it. And like one of the things in there is like, like William appears, like real William, not in a flashback, like real William. So if that happens, like I'd like to apologize to a lot of people who are going to need to have their stomachs pumped because like that would be a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Stock up on those little bottles that they put on the tables at weddings, you know, or or you can like find in the mini bar and hotels. Yeah. 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 The type of cheese. 
when she brings her little tray. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just want to. I just want to. I'm going to fall off my like chair if that happens. Like I think I'm going to go in having not watched it, which is going to be like more fun, honestly. Um, well, Jessa will know. I will call Jessa like screaming. <laughs> Pretty much, like she's going to call me and. There'll be just this really quiet but really high pitch, like, like, and that'll just be like my breathing for the next like fifty hours. (laughs) (laughs) What is gonna happen? And but yeah, we should go back. I just want to point out that I called it after we saw those um, brief little clips uh, before the show, before the revival aired, that William um, on the caller ID was gonna be. Uh, her brother. Bill. Yeah. Although it does annoy me I've that she seen... has him in her phone as William no, Scully no. Jr. and not yeah, just I've Bill. This. I've solved this, all right? So the contact for him on her phone was imported from, like, her inbox or something. So it would be his full uh, name. That's God, why. Well, wouldn't he be, like, Captain William Scully Jr. or something? Yeah. No, it was a small email account. I'm showing my ignorance of naval... Um, well, I'm I never, rankings, but but whatever. Anyway, Bill, Bill, I just want to point out because Bill wasn't in the episode technically, and he was still annoying as hell. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the worst brother ever, and he didn't even have to physically appear. Um, also, Charlie, how can you be a? Oh my god! From First of all, that was crazy. They actually addressed Charlie. Like, Charlie. like yeah. he, he was mentioned once, and then it was like when Scully was dying of cancer. Where's Charlie? Like, when everything, like, happened with Melissa, where's Charlie? Like, it was just always where's Charlie, and then now just we're actually that bringing it up. Yeah. And now we're bringing it up. I love that we're doing this. I love that we are just airing out the closet. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I want to get really dirty with all this shit. But, anyway. <laughs> I mean, there's no, like, comprehensive information on Charlie, for the most part, and <laughs> anyone who's read like, really any fanfic at all has this, like, picture of Charlie in their head of him being, like, the cool brother. He is the nice brother. He's the cool one. He likes Mulder. He's cool with Scully hunting UFOs. Like, he's what, he's like Melissa, but, like, male. Um, and that just appears to not be the case anymore, which has been, like, a crushing blow. Um, but, like, I just, I want to know what happens. Like, why is he estranged? How could you be estranged from, like, Maggie? Like, she's the best mom ever. Alright, wait. Yeah, let's speculate. That's what Mulder would well, want us well, before, to do. We, before we get into speculation, I just want to backtrack a little bit about Sorry. what we possibly do know about him. Um, first of all, when did Charles become Charlie? Um, um, and also, you well, know, Bill calls him Charles, but like Bill's opinion shouldn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, so calls he fucking he calls Scully Dana. Who does that? I mean. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure her mom does too (laughs) oh well the whole family weirdos Um, but you know we've kind of had some hints as to uh, I I can't get I have to call him Charlie now okay we've kind of had some hints as to Charlie's whereabouts throughout the show I mean going back as far as um, beyond the sea at the funeral scene there's a couple standing there and a little kid with kids yeah. Is, is that possibly Charles? But we have some, you know, more blatant hints in um, Home, when she's on about watching Babe several times a day with her nephew, yeah. and we know that um, Bill doesn't have any kids until Christmas Carol, 
And mm-hmm. in How the Ghost Stole Christmas, she has the roll call around the Christmas tree. And, okay, that is, that is actually after Christmas Carol, but, I mean, for some reason, I'm, I was always linked Charles to that, Charlie to that, so. Anyway, let's speculate away. What, why is um, he strange? Well, Okay. I've seen so many theories thrown around, like just in the like just in like the chat on Facebook we're in. Like, never mind, like all over the internet. Um, so maybe like he was, you know, he was married, had kids, and he like discovered he was gay, and Bill didn't like that. And then like there's theories about him like joining an alternate branch of the military, and like they were upset that you know just like just there's so much like crazy stuff out there. Um, I would definitely say, like, Bill was involved, because if someone's going to become estranged, it probably has to do with Bill. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That would be, like, that would be, like, I would start there and go from that point, but I don't know. Maybe, like, Bill and Charlie had a fight, and then Maggie kind of sided with Bill, and then Charlie just took it the wrong way, and, you know, estranged. Because I can't see, like, Maggie shutting out one of her children. No. ever. Um... So, yeah, it might be, like, a little bit more of a self-imposed kind of estrangement. Because um, clearly he does have some contact with Bill, but, I mean, you know how to get a hold of him. Like, Skelly didn't, but, um, uh, I don't know. He was very yeah. cute when he was little. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, that's true, because Bill did get a hold of him. So it's not like... Uh-huh. I don't know. It's not like Maggie Skelly wouldn't have tried to call a billion times. Mm. So, uh, hmm. we'll never. Know. It's one of those things like we'll never know. Like they'll never tell us. You know, it's like the the presents and how they go so Christmas. They're just never gonna tell us. Oh, <laughs> no, we know. We know what's in those. Presents. Okay, so so what's the deal with the quarter then? Uh, well, that was like Glenn's thing. I think um, more than anything. Well, really, Glenn and Darren, but because um, um, when their mother died, I think I read that. Um, he found like a similar necklace and he just had questions. He didn't know why, you know, she had this necklace and what okay. it meant to her and stuff like that. Um, and I think it's, he used it as like a representative of like all the questions Scully still had that she never got to ask. And he just kind of brought in some of his personal experience from it. Um, I like so, that. I mean, I, yeah. And I think like anytime someone dies, like you always have questions that you never get answered. You think about later that you don't understand and, and stuff like that. And so I think he just chose to bring that about instead of like her talking about it, you know, she has like a physical reminder of it. Um, and it, then it, it kind of plays off of her going back and asking questions of her own life and, and stuff like that. And it ties in William and I think Maggie Scully would take a quarter on a necklace and then make prank phone calls. Like, she'd dip the quarter in in the telephone and then yank it back out so she could keep using it. And then she would make a bunch of prank phone calls. That's what I think she did. Okay. I'll accept them. I mean, you could... Yeah, I'm sure some people will start to speculate about it and someone's going to come up with, like, a great theory and fan fiction about it. Um... What a quarter would mean to Maggie Scully. Yeah, and and why would she have had it on her there? Like, Scully had never seen it before, so maybe it became significant to her recently. Or she found it. and then like like, a national treasure. (laughs) (laughs) Her Scully's got to steal the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but like it's also one of those very silly. Turns out this quarter has a very peculiar Washington face on it. Now this Washington face is only found in the National Archive. Yeah. <laughs> to the ultimate treasure. Uh, it's actually buried under the X-Files office in the you know in the Hoover building, but they just don't know it yet. So this was like her parting gift. She's like left the kids something fun to do. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh. That's what I hope I do. If I ever have kids, I hope to prank them, like, one last time. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, hate you forever. And then, like, you'll have to have, like, a letter sent to them, like, 30 years later where you explain the, I the mean, prank. Like, uh, I would leave, like, yeah. a quarter series of numbers, like, a blue feather, and then, like, a specifically colored, like, oak leaf. Yeah, and, and, and you, like, leave it in, like, a safety deposit box, so, <laughs> like, they think it's super significant to <laughs> you. Yeah, and then so it'll have like a really vague note, like find the light, like just like that. <laughs> uh, that'd be really good. I'm gonna like they're gonna come to me like after you've done. They'll be like, Auntie Roy, do you understand? I'll be like, you know, she always had a mystery, and they'll like send them off on the hunt for like ten years. So it's really like, to find. Like she did mention Machu Picchu a lot and something about. <laughs> We gotta go to Machu Wait, we've really gotten off topic. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's all we got. <laughs> well, let's just bring it back. Um, yeah, I mean, interesting fact that you probably don't know is that there's actually um, an extended scene um, with Maggie Scully, which had to be cut for the episode. So I don't know if they're going to release that at some point. But well, the bit says more than one line. The bit, well, the bit where she wakes up. And uh, mm-hmm. she says to Mulder, my son is also named William. Mm-hmm. That scene actually goes on for about another ten minutes and she lists everybody from the show that is also named <laughs> William. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd enjoy watching that. It'll probably end up on YouTube. Um, that'll be great. Uh, also, my husband. Also, your father. Um, <laughs> and just go on forever. Um, oh, and I'd your father. And, my, and her father. And mm-hmm. her father, she points to the nurse in her father and twists the doctor in that doctor. And now on to Charlie, and you actually had a friend who is Charlie, but he went by Chuck. <laughs> and Charlie's yeah, dog's name is William. <laughs> um, and the oh, actor, wow, this smoking man is William. They break the wall. When she does die, like, um, this is just like me gonna nitpick like the monitors um she like goes like all the numbers flash to zero like very very quickly she's like all of a sudden the machine's like like she's totally dead <laughs> like her spo2 goes to zero which is like not possible her heart rate suddenly drops to zero and her heart rate is like the average and she had like barely started a flat line so it's still gonna like average and it'll depend on the monitors and stuff like that but like everything goes to zero and they're like dead this, that's it this episode <laughs> suffers from some of the same issues as my struggle in that there's just not enough time to do everything that they wanted to do so certain things felt really rushed yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Just sometimes it's a chill rush. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah. I mean, I'd like kind of, I mean, where Monster felt contained, um, but like all the others, like I could have used, like my, my struggle, I would have liked like another like half an hour. The others, like a, 
Yeah, I could see you adding like another half an hour to home again with all that was going on. But like the other two, you know, probably like, I don't know, 15 minutes or something like that. But because there's a lot they want to tell and there's a lot to go back to and they can't do it all. And even what they're trying to do, it's just like a lot to fit in sometimes because there's so much history that they have to touch on. And just to go back to the whole... uh, Charlie, oh, I get used to saying Charlie. So Charlie being estranged. I've always called him. <laughs> is that? No, I've always called. He's, you know, that. Um, I'm not sure how recent maybe some of that is as well, because you get a sense that uh, just uh, Scully and her mom have drifted apart quite a bit as well. The fact that she's changed her living will without telling yeah. her, and that. Was sad. that after everything that she went through for that freaking annoying baby. And now she's given her up. I could see that that's where Maggie has just kind of blasted Scully on that. And maybe Charles stuck up for her and went too far. And that's how they became estranged. And Scully and her mom have kind of drifted apart as well. And it's just good good old Bill is the one sticking by his mom. And that's why he's got everybody's contact information. And he's sorting everybody out. And... That's what I really felt this episode was missing. I just really, really wanted a scene where Pat Skipper comes in and he just gives Scully a good talking to. Yeah. I, I felt... I just that kept feeling like it, it was building up to that moment where you need that kind of cathartic release where somebody just comes in and yells at her until she actually breaks down. And instead it was... You know, she was forced to do it in a much more restrained realistic way but I I just felt like I needed that kind of release of Pat Skipper just kind of coming in and and yelling at her and and then just as he's getting done with her so Mulder calls and goes I'm here and he just spins around and goes you motherfucker I thought I was rid of you 10 years ago (laughs) that would have been awesome I would have loved that and I'd really feel like the episode needed that yeah I like he like Glenn has said, like he really could have done like a story just on for like Scully and, and Maggie. Um and like that would have been awesome, but time constraint wise. But um I can see like Scully giving up William, like putting some distance between her and her mom. Um and it might not all be like I feel like you know, Scully's like punishing herself and she like has been for a while. <laughs> um like I think you know, her mom, and that just, like, reminds her of it. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, she had become more distant just because of that. Um, I don't know. I would really like to know. Well, I mean, she went on the run. The more we're talking you about know, it, the more I realize how good this episode is. I mean, the way that it what? was all handled with the estrangement and the whole, had that tied in with William. You're right. This is a really good episode. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but like, um, oh, I had a thought and it just I'm blew. sorry. Nope, nope. Who cares? I don't remember it. Keep going. Okay, um, next point I was just going to say is just that awesome scene where Scully's on the phone um, to Bill while the patient in the other bed dies and she's just kind of yeah. chatting away and they're just and Bill's you know, being covering a him up. Oh, yeah, that was wheeling good. him out. And is that the same one where she's says like well yes she is my mom but i'm also oh yes i am a doctor but she's also my mom she's also my mother yeah and um, she's like i'm not gonna speculate because i can just see bill like being, being like 
when's she gonna die, Dana? And she's like, yeah. is it is it worth me getting like, on this plane or not? Yeah, yeah, probably. Like, probably he would do something like that because he's like a jerk. Why did Tara, Tara seems like a nice girl? Like, I don't understand why she married. Yeah, him. you're marrying too much fig. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's awesome and the first time we meet him's like my ship got stuck in traffic oh cool scully's got a fun brother nope <laughs> that's the only time you're gonna see him smile ever <laughs> well bill's a jerk charlie's a strain melissa's dead what do you expect now her mom's dead now all she has is Mulder, and she doesn't really have him because they've had issues well she has dagoo 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 she well, has Dagoo. She doesn't have Dagoo yet. Well, I guess she does, but she didn't. Well, we're just never going to see that dog again. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And it would be funny if, like, we just saw, like, a dog, like, running around in, in, like, episode six. Like, mythology, you know, world's coming to an end or something like that. And there's just, like, a dog running. <laughs> it's Dagoo. Uh, um, you know what's going to happen is season 11, Darren Morgan's going to come back and just kill him off. No, 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 no. Darren has, like, spoken about this multiple times. He says that he wishes he hadn't killed Queequeg and he feels really bad about it. Like, he says he'd never do that again. He feels like legitimate guilt. <laughs> also, whoever wrote Moeller made him a huge dick. It's like, Scully's, like, sad, and he's, like, flipping through photos, talking about the case, and he's like, sorry about Queequeg. Anyway, I'm gonna go out. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty rough. God, he's... Well, he was great in this episode. I'll just say that. Yeah, there's some there's some good bits of Mulder humor in here, um, particularly the bit with the head in the trash can at the beginning. Oh, that, yeah, was really that was great. I feel like I I'm loving this that like Mulder says these comments and he has like no audience. And I wish, I just wish Mulder could have a little fan club of people to hear. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, he's like, he when he talks about being like a middle-aged man, he's like, instead of being like the cool young Fox Mulder, he's like the middle-aged dude making like lame jokes that no one cares about. Like, <laughs> he doesn't have like the wow factor that he used to when like, everyone was like amazed at his skills. I loved it when he was like, but, you know, which is impossible, and he like looks around, and it's just like, <laughs> God, I love it. Yeah. I love him, Mulder. And then I thought, I just thought he was great. I just thought... I thought their dynamic was adorable in this episode. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> Go dude. They played off each other really well. Um, yeah, and even that scene where they're sitting across from each other over, like, Maggie, yeah. and she's, like, dying. And, like, they just have awesome chemistry. They, uh, like, Skelly needs to button her shirt, but, like, the looks they give she each doesn't. other. No, she doesn't. <laughs> well, I mean, for her mm. personality, Skelly's not one to, like, flaunt, like, her boobs, but whatever. <laughs> that would be Diana Fowley. Yeah, um, she's not a mother anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, if you were a mother, you'd understand that Chris Carter. And that wasn't me. That was Chris Carter. Um, but yeah, the way they go back and forth was really awesome, and that they still have this like dynamic and flow is awesome, and it's you know a testament to them as well as you know Glenn for writing those scenes. Um, you know what? I love that Maggie Scully, the last person she talked to, was Mulder. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I, feel, I, I love feel really, that. Yeah. Like, I feel bad so for Scully. Happy. Okay, yeah, well, but let me be happy for Mulder. And, like, 
Like, like Mala Scully just looks so happy, like, oh my god, it's you, yeah! She's just like, because I bet Maggie's a huge fan, like, I wish she looks some older than Scully, and she's like, now, kiss! Like, yeah. so... Maggie. I don't know, I feel like her scene... I, I could see her apologizing to Mulder at some point in the interim, apologizing to him that her daughter gave away his son, or something. <laughs> I don't... I don't see it. Never mind that he ditched her big style at that That's point. That's why I don't think she'd... <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I mean, as emotional as this episode is, and we've talked a lot about the whole Scully side of this episode, and we haven't even touched on the whole crush stuff. And that was great, too. But there's some yeah. great... The, the Mulder humor in it, and it's so understated, like the head in the trash can. There's that wonderful scene in the alleyway where he asks if that couple are married because she called They're him married. a douchebag. Yeah. Which the more I watch that scene, the more I love it. I just was yeah. giggling to myself before we came on watching that scene again. Um, and there's the bit where Scully's zoning out when they're staking at the paint store. And Mulder's like it's 10 tip- feet behind the guy and he doesn't even notice. It's like Mulder's never like, again. This way. It's not never again. Um, yeah. It's like the beginning of never again where she's yes. like, never thought I'd see you like ditch me during an interview. She's like, sorry, I learned from you. Um, but that's also a good example of, like, why you shouldn't go back to work that quickly. Because, like, what if that guy had, like, pulled the gun? She was not prepared. And, like, Mulder clearly is not on top of stuff. Um, yeah, Mulder pulls out his camera phone. He's like, I'm going to get a picture. She's like, Mulder, take your gun out. Oh, God. Just get a GoPro. <laughs> yeah, he can just be, like, running, running around the woods with a GoPro on his head. I think that'd be good. But um, but yeah, to to mention again the um, the violence that was pretty, and I mean, there's a lot of people out there that do not condone violence. I don't condone violence, but you know what? Sometimes <laughs> there's like a reason I play Assassin's Creed. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, um, I love so, the song too, like the throwback to Wonderful Wonderful with oh, Downtown. Yes. That was like yeah. it's just better, but they're like murdered to like cheery music. Like it makes it even creepier somehow. Um. I think the home one is still going to be, like, the ultimate, you mm-hmm. know, but home again, this murder scene was pretty good, too, so I liked it. In the hallway scene that kept flashing, I kept expecting the guy to pop up in that hallway. I don't know about you oh, guys. God. Yeah. But I kept um, expecting, also- like, in one of the flashes, him to pop up, and <laughs> yeah. that just, I mean, like, that just put me on edge. I was just like, hurry up and show me, and he ends up coming from behind, so. That also had to have been shot at Riverview. Oh, Even definitely. Riverview is, like, blue and green. And it depends on the building. But, yeah. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, um... Okay, so the, the whole trash man side of this episode. Probably not the, the strongest monster of the week that we've had, but... It yeah. kind of plays off of Banksy. Yeah, um, it, it helps. Yeah. It so. held together. It had some good moments in it. Um... Mm-hmm. I was yelling Ghostbusters 2 at the screen when the guy disappeared out of the painting. Um, we, you know, we, got the, we got the flashlights doing the whole X thing. Everybody was, was raving was about that online. That was cool. And Mulder and Scully just walked past those monsters in the hallway just completely nonchalant. And oh, yeah. Let, let's talk about that. Okay. I'm <laughs> Okay. No, I'm sorry. Because like, I was sitting there and I was talking with Nate. If that would have happened... 
I would have, first of all, shat myself. So I'm probably firing it. This is why I'm not an FBI agent. And like, but I'm, but it's just like those creepy ass things walk by me and then they walk towards danger. Like they just going unpulse, unfazed, just like bam, bam. They've seen so many things though. So much swag, not giving a fuck. (laughs) And they just go. It's nuts. I'm glad, I'm sorry. I'm glad you brought that up. I. Literally, <laughs> They're just making jokes, and Scully's like, I, I used to wear three-inch heels and do stairs. Like, Mulder, you're weak. Get on top of your game. I wonder if that was... No, probably not. You know that there's a really amazing uh, Ginger Rogers quote? Or no, I don't think it's from her, but someone was talking about Ginger Rogers doing everything Fred Astaire did, only backwards and in heels. And oh, yeah. It reminded me of... She's like, I did in heels, so it's just like, work it, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have like no idea how like I never wear heels like at all. Like I um, make it a point to not go to things, but I had to wear them recently in like Los Angeles and it was awful. I have no idea how Sky did it. And we're like Julian Anderson, they're like, Could we actually do this scene seventeen more times? Yeah. Um, I actually went to a speakeasy with my brother like two weeks ago. It was like an underground swing dance thing. And we were dancing and I was in high heels. My legs, like, I don't think I've worked out since, like, high school. <laughs> because, like, just taking off the heels, the next day my calves were sore. <laughs> heels. Anyway. David, you want to go in on uh... <laughs> I'm afraid I can't relate. So. <laughs> Shocker. Um, um, I, yeah. I want to give a, a, a couple of nods to some... Um, some MVPs in this episode. First of all, uh, Tim, Arms- Tim Armstrong from Rancid, who played Trashman, mm-hmm. I thought was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if they give Emmys for guest stars in miniseries, but <laughs> I thought uh, if they do, I think Fox should get behind him because I thought he was really, really good. Yeah, he was role. really good, too. I, I just... Even though it was just, just a small scene... I'd just be happy scene, if they could, like, yeah. I loved it. And um, also give shout-outs to the editor of this episode, Robert uh, Komatsu. Yeah. Purely for, you know, if nothing else, the scene with downtown playing, where she's putting the coffee packs in the trash and stuff, and that whole sequence just seemed to me like it could have been the start of any Breaking Bad episode, where it starts with some cheery song and then you know you have all these close-ups of people doing actions then it just turns into violence Um, (laughs) i just thought the editing this episode was really really good and he actually edited the all of the even numbered episodes in the revival which means he edited this one which is the second originally babylon and my struggle too so we should have some good editing coming up in the next two episodes as well all right um, and then final call out to, of course, Band-Aid Nose Man, who joins the <laughs> ranks of cigarette smoking man and, well, manicured man. And I wonder what other kind of men we're going to get coming up in the next two episodes <laughs> in the possible season 11. I actually, when I first saw the trash man and Nate was like, who is that? And he kind of came in like a little bit of the moonlight or something. And I went, oh, Diana Fowley, nice to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. <coughs> also, I, 
Mulder yeah. and the way he handles evidence like really needs to be addressed at some point. Like back in the day, he used to taste evidence, and I don't. He's just like picking up evidence on the bottom of his shoes, and he should like not be allowed to touch evidence. <laughs> Well, I'm just glad that if I ever do go to some sort of X-Files fancy dress party or something, I know what my costume is going to be. It's going to be a band-aid across my nostrils, and I'm done. <laughs> and nice. X-Files fancy yeah, dress. Um, yeah, you know what? You... Okay. I'm going to go as um, Jersey Devil Date Skelly with the lace top. <laughs> That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to wear. Yeah, damn that that hurt. I don't even. I'm sorry. I, can't, I don't even have words. Like that. Uh, if um, if I saw that as my date, <laughs> I'd probably be like, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? We seem to really like her. Uh, Can we ask her again? She's like, um, I'm. I have to go hunt monsters. I'm sorry. Um, please. Uh, whatever. Um, that would be really funny. No one would get it if you dress up as that, except for like five people. But <laughs> well, at a recent, we went to trivia when we were in Los Angeles, and Becky went as postmodern Prometheus Scully, and it was like the greatest Scully cosplay I've ever seen. She painted herself black and white, like all of her skin was black and white, and she looked incredible. And like one dude from like this group in the back came up. He's like, "Excuse me." are you Scully from Postmodern Prometheus? And he was, like, really timid about it. And she was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, guys, I was right. And he, like, Aww, that's really so cute. cute. It was great. That's awesome. Anyway, you could dress up as black and white Scully, David, if you wanted to. Yeah. I could. I would have to find some heels. Um, but I could pull it off, I'm sure. Yep. I think so. My advice. So. <laughs> It'll work. I mean, I just have to walk around with like a peanut butter sandwich with two <laughs> bites taken out of it. Just didn't get it. So. Okay, um, I've kind of exhausted all of my notes on Home Again. So unless you have anything else to talk about, I think we've actually talked quite good about this one. I'm quite happy with this. We didn't rip it to shreds. Speaking of shreds, hold on. The okay, not only did he rip his arms off, he then like just. But de-spinaled him. Oh, wasn't that I mean, awesome. that was like, that was just like flawless victory. I mean, it was just like, I just really wanted to like hear like the Mortal Kombat song in the background or something. <laughs> but like, oh my gosh, that was just like, that was brutal. And um, if you're playing Fallout, anyone listening out there, I feel like that was just like a synth just being like, <laughs> anyway, that's my... <laughs> Sound effects. They'll get it. They'll get it. <laughs> but anyway, I just, I again, I just thought that was like amazingly creepy and gory. So yeah, that was a really good episode. Yeah, the more we're talking about it, the more I'm loving it. And you might, you may have convinced me that it's better than We're Monsters. Yes. I'm not sure. Wait, really? Maybe. They're both, they're both up there for me. I mean, I think they both kind of harken back in uh, sort of reference classic episodes quite a bit and i think they're the the tightest stories of the two even though this one has one hell of a balancing act to pull off i think it, i think it does manage it and yeah yeah i thought it was great 
I'll definitely do this one like over and I over, would, showing people yeah. this. You know, when you yeah, I basically if I ever need to like like five years down the line like introduce someone to the revival, I'll probably start with this episode. Yeah, once we've had all six, I'm gonna go back and watch them in production order. I think. Yeah, me too. I really want to see. I mean, it, they're all a little different because of the switch, but I want to see how it flows and yeah. get a feeling from that. Um, yeah, I wonder when that's gonna come out. Actually, I mean, I've been like buying the episodes on iTunes, but I still my Blu-ray box has like a slot. If everyone has the Blu-ray box, it has like a slot for the revival that they like put in there. Oh my so god! So I have to. <laughs> So, before, okay, we're going to go back to the listener question because we didn't do it at the beginning of the episode. Um, but let's just talk about next week real quick. Um, is going to be Babylon. Yes. Uh, do we have any sort of context as to what that episode involves How- other than the lone gunman yes. dressed up as cowboys? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so it, it, the kind of the non-spoilery version is that um, it will deal heavily with especially with scully's faith um it involves a bombing in texas um and one of the bombers ends up in a coma and Mulder and scully want to try and communicate with him to i guess see if there's you know any other danger any other bombs or stuff like that in the future um and they kind of have their own ways of going about how they should communicate with this man in a coma (laughs) who you can't communicate with so that Um, that that all makes sense because i the whole time I was thinking, this episode's got to be something to do with life after death. And I've probably mm-hmm. said that so many times in this podcast. And that kind of makes sense now with the lone gunman being there and they're in cowboy hats if the episode is in Texas. So their ghosts are there in cowboy hats. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Mulder like, goes on a little trip. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the byproduct of it. But... It's, it's going to be interesting, we'll to see. say the least. Well, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of Chris Carter standalone we're going to get. Is it going to be a triangle, or is it going to be a space? Nah. <coughs> <coughs> um, uh, I think, like, uh, it's wrong, but I'm, like, getting, like, really, like, antsy for, like, the mythology. I'm, like, really pumped for my struggle, too. Um, like, I, I'm, like... It's wrong that I'm like th- thinking this ahead. Like I should be excited for Babylon, but like, oh, I I'm like itching to know what's gonna happen. And now that we've talked about it more, like I'm, I feel like back in the day, you're like waiting between like paperclips. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Like waiting every week. I forgot about this. Except yes. now like, I'm not in eighth grade getting grounded for my grades, and I can watch them now because <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> I have a confession to make. The only episode I've actually watched live is my struggle. And I could not deal with the commercials <laughs> at all because I, yeah. I I was just never used to watching X Files with commercials because it was on BBC I mean, the back are home different and there weren't days, commercials yeah. and yeah. and then you know by the time I think I, the first few seasons I didn't even watch until they came out on DVD and obviously the last few years everything I watch is pretty much on Netflix so yeah. watching TV and then watching X Files especially with commercials just did not sit good and it's. And it's on at 7 o'clock on a Monday here as well, so I'm just watching it on iTunes right now. So. Um, yeah, the, plus, like, the commercial spacing, I think, is a little bit different these days. Um, so it's, yeah. I think, uh, you know, that's a little bit of that an adjustment as well. That probably messes up with the but... rhythm of the episodes as well. Yeah. Um, 
And, yeah, it's been so long since, like, even the stuff I do watch these days, like, most of it, like, I just wait and I watch it, like, streaming. Um, Or, like, they'll put the episode up and there'll be, like, one ad or two ads on, like, you know, ABC or whatever like that. It's, man, it's, we've become, like, really accustomed (laughs) to, like, Netflix. It's not healthy. (laughs) Whatever. Like, first first world problems, like, right here is what's going on. I feel bad for complaining. All right. Okay. So um, we didn't do it earlier, so we're going to come back to it now. The listener question for this week. Um, this actually comes from a conversation that I had with Kaylee Ann on Twitter um, over the past week. And I explained it to you in a really long-winded way so you could prepare <laughs> answers. So I'm going to give a more concise version here. Basically, uh, the question is, which creepy kid from the show's original run would you have liked to have seen get a sequel with that spooky kid all grown up as an adult in the revival? I would just like to say that the amount of children, creepy children in the original series is not bountiful. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, was, I was shocked while I was preparing my answer that it, it's not as many as I thought it was. So yeah, it's like all most of the kids you do see in the X Files are somehow like creepy. So then you you think that there's like lots of them, but like there's not a whole lot of cases that focus on them for the most part. Like there's some kids, but they're not like Kevin from Revelations, um, season three episode. Because he's he's not super creepy. He's no, like, he's not creepy. But what I'm saying is that like I'm even I know he's not creepy, but the fact that he tells Scully he's she'll be like I, want, I hope to see you again. He's like oh you will. I would love for them just to come back to that as an Easter egg. Like, told you. Like, that would yeah. be. Um, that's Something tells me he might be a bit of a burnout as an actor. <laughs> Who knows? Um, the other creepy kid I want to see come back is that the baby from home. I get <laughs> Because it would be like out for, it would be like a revenge story. He like comes back. He like cr- he like somehow is still alive despite the fact that he was like buried alive and like suffocated on dirt. I'm so glad and we're doing like, this come- question now, not at the beginning of the episode, because people have just switched off and be like, "No, I'm done." Uh, but not like he goes on a revenge story because he because of all of his mutations, he survived all of that, and um, he lives on and he and it's like home, literally home again. We can call it home too. I'm not going to go as far as Jessa, but if I had to like see one of the kids or from, you know, back in the day, I'd really want to like follow up with the Eves because they are pretty fucking creepy. Like, they are, like, murderous little, like, children. Um, and they were just getting started. Like, they are clearly going to turn into, like, crazed psychopaths. And they're probably, like, off doing some, like, really sketchy weird crap. Um, I feel like it would be awesome catching up with Eves. Um, and, and it's just, like, a classic episode. And the kid from the call, sorry, is also creepy. Oh, God, that whole episode is... I just rewatched it recently, and it is a messed up episode. <laughs> I have forgotten how disturbing it was. Um, yeah, I wonder how he is. Maybe he's, like, accepted, you know, his grandmother's religious ways so that he can protect himself, and he's, like, mm-hmm. really into the occults, and who knows. Um, what about... Oh, 
What about the clones from um, Heronville and stuff like that? <laughs> they the they were boring. Well, we, sold they were them. we sold them as adults already, didn't we? The guy? Yeah. that like really isn't, like isn't the guy the guy he's the one in one breath? Wasn't he that clone? Uh, That's what I always thought. Wait. Yeah. One breath? Memento Mori. Yes. Sorry. Oh, Memento okay. Mori. Scully was in a hospital. I just remember that. <laughs> okay, thanks, this. David. You just confused, like, the episode that won, like, every award on the planet. <laughs> like, One Breath is really good, too. No, I don't I think so, one. because the timing's off, I feel like. Um, there are what do you mean, timing's off? Well, okay, so those kid, that kid's, like, eight already. And that means they would have had to, like, take season two, and Harem Book is, like, the beginning of season four, end of season three. I know, but they have, so them, at different, like, they have well, them at different ages. That's why there's clones of Samantha as a child and as an adult. Out of all those How years, they, they chose the kid of, on these I just, I feel like, man, they really like those yeah. genetics, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. Anyway, sorry, Anyways, what's your answer? <laughs> anyway, um, the obvious answer to this, question, to this question, I think, has got to be the Eves. So I yeah. I figured that you, one of you at least was going to say that. So I was trying to take it in a different direction. I was thinking, since Tiffany's not here, I'm going to give a call out to Sunshine Days and say how, you know, that's kind of a cool concept that Anthony Fogelman was a spooky kid and we kind of see what's happened to him grown up, this kid that had these powers and stuff. Um, but like you said, there's not really that many spooky kids in the Exiles. There's not as many as you think there are. Um, I thought maybe Polly from Chinga, you could build an episode yeah. around her somehow. Because yes. even that though she, kid is messed up. Even though she doesn't have the powers, she's really creepy even without the doll. But I, I just don't know what that story would be. Um, so I actually went all the way back to Conduit and the little kid Kevin in that who hears the oh, stuff from the TV. I, I think yeah. that he would be like living in a trailer just like Max Fennig and he yeah, would be hearing all this stuff all the time. It would just be a kind of somehow something happens and they get led to him because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time or something but he's that getting all of these messages and he's just got a trailer full of them. Yeah, it should have been him instead of Sveta. <laughs> Man, that would have been so cool, yeah, to have some, like, crazy throwbacks, but... Um, I mean, there's the girl from Born Again, but, like, that was kind of, like, a middle-of-the-road episode. Um, well, she, she was completed creepy, her story as well. Yeah, I don't know, maybe she gets possessed. Yeah, I would but... like to see how Morris Fletcher's children are doing. Sorry. <laughs> um, probably not well. Probably not well at all. I'm sure that one of the, I'm sure the boy is probably like an investment banker or something now, and she's probably like a waitress in a coffee shop or something. <laughs> um, uh, there's the uh, well, he wasn't creepy, but um, Albert Hostein's son, Eric Hostein, uh, son, uh, grandson. <laughs> he was like a young teenager in like um, the blessing way. We'll bring back Gibson again. Oh yeah, yeah. Gibson. He wasn't creepy, but I love. I'm. I'm like a little bummed that he's not like involved because he's cool. I like him. Maybe he's looking after William. Sure. 
Because he just looks uh, after everybody. He's just out there in his little hole in the sand. <laughs> He's yeah. just taking care of everybody. Saying, like, really random creepy stuff to, like, William. I know what you're thinking, and I know your parents. I know your parents very well. No, I hope he's probably not like that. Yeah, well, I mean, especially, like, when Gibson, like, last saw, or one of, like, the last few times he saw Mulder and Skelly, like, Skelly was, like, constantly thinking about being pregnant (laughs) and Mulder being abducted. And, like, who knows what the hell was going on in her mind because it was not, like, a happy, pretty place. So he probably got some stuff. And whatever he like sensed between them in the end Gibson is like well involved with like the history of the relationship so actually I kind of want to like know more about what Gibson heard or read or I don't know be interesting it would so Babylon next week yes (laughs) keep our fingers crossed everybody (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you both are going to be back here next week to talk about that one with me, yes? I, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, yes. Is that, isn't that the plan? <laughs> I guess so. Yep. I, 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 yeah, sure. Let's go with that. I haven't checked. Sure is. <laughs> I thought so. Okay. <laughs> You're probably right. So, well, let's. We'll talk. We'll see you guys next week. Let's hope for this positive next week. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, we are listed for Babylon. I, I thought so. <laughs> well, thank you both uh, very much for being here today. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Listeners, go along to xfiles.news for everything that's going on with the revival right now. And you guys are still doing all of the stuff that you normally do with the. Yeah. I'm going to get the days wrong, but the fan art stuff and the yeah. video stuff and the throwback mm-hmm. stuff. So. Yeah. Xfiles.news should be your only online resource for Xfiles everything. Um, <laughs> but you can also check out my site, davidtharworth.com, or get to it through xfilestalkxfiles.com if you want to get in touch, send us a listener question, um, or you can contact me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm David T. Howard on both of those. That's all for this week. Uh, we've got to go right now. Right now. I need to go right now. Any tears in government conspiracies, but I've seen nothing.